about Tammy and the T-Rex? Uh, where do we even begin? Uh, oh my... I don't know. It was just so silly. It's probably the doctor's... Uh, the woman. The, his, his sidekick woman. Yeah. It was pretty, like, strange. Just, like... Like, he dressed up really... Um, provocative and then like when she's like punches someone in the face and they just like passes out first like as if she was in extremely strong mm-hmm. just so silly like cartoon kind of i don't know it was incredible how did it end uh oh do you want me to because it's all about his like i mean you see kid- that his body is like you see it in the in the coffin in the ground and, and it's like dead, silver right? maggots yeah, yeah. does the t-rex hang dong Uh, does anyone understand what we're talking about welcome to the pod charles cinecast (laughs) presented by the prince charles cinema this is your host jonathan foster and with me this week uh again is my adopted children we have caroline and phil hey and phil managed to once again get that big daddy breakfast will somebody get the kid a happy meal Why do you have to call me out like that? Mecky D's breakfast. It's like 10 in the morning. I didn't know it. Yeah, man. You're good. Exactly. Getting in there in time. As we came in, Caroline was discussing uh, that she she ushered Tammy and the T-Rex, which we talked about a little bit last week. Yeah. And it was sold out, right? And you said it was pretty wild, pretty yeah. wicked. It was, it was sick. Uh, as I said before, it's such a good example of when a film is so bad, it's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me just say, it was a gore cut. Not so. Yeah. It was. Oh my god! It was so gross. But it, I don't. I loved. I loved it. And so yeah. did people. They were cheering and laughing like crazy. And then watch the original now. Yeah, I I kind of <laughs> want to see the original well, and then yeah, watch it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. Well, the good thing is that it was sold out, mm. but people probably missed it. But if if you did miss it, if you happen to listen to this podcast and you missed it, either showing up and there was no tickets or you just uh, thought it sounded cool, there's a good chance I'll probably get added back in because, you know, you know yeah. meet demand. But yeah, uh, we've had a fun week this week at the Prince Charles Cinema. How was that Kevin Smith episode? Did you find it well? Did you enjoy it? Did, did you enjoy? listen to it? <laughs> I, I, only listen, I don't like to listen to the ones I'm on too much. You um, just said what I was about to say. I cannot listen to mine. Uh, I, I always... I listen to the Kevin Smith. Yeah. 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 That I haven't done yet, but I will. <laughs> it's just, I just really don't. I'm still surprised you want me to be on this podcast. I mean, just be, <laughs> be honest. Ah, okay. Cut this right, out. This is what I wanted to talk to you about, Caroline. Yeah. Um, you're fired. Yeah. Okay. Here, I saw it coming. Oh, I saw it coming. Uh, you're great, Caroline. Well, you, um, you like Kevin Smith. Yeah. It, the episode might say something different, but yeah. <laughs> no, I do, I do. I was thinking after the last episode that I hope I don't sound too much like a total Grinch or Scrooge no. or. I think you're gonna do that in this episode. Uh, it, oh, I think yeah. we both were for different movies. Well, yeah, I was more of a. Yeah. I was probably yeah. the worst out of all three of us, if anything. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. but oh, I would okay. I would finish an episode. I think. Yeah. Either oh, I just loved everything. I didn't actually. <laughs> Like talk about them properly, or I just hate on everything blindly. Yeah, yeah I do, I do like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. The show is already too long. Yeah, it's not it's enough too, time. Too long, and we have to cut it out. Um, yeah, I mean that's. I'm gonna probably just 
go really fast through this opening bit because we got a lot we got a hefty thing that we're talking about today and uh yeah so you know i'll get to that in a second but uh uncut gems oh we've we've all seen that now we've all you found yeah we've Mm -hmm. all seen a few times we all love it it's fucking great great. ariane and i actually recorded our little bonus episode um so that will be coming out to anyone who subscribes to our Patreon, so we get that out of the way real quick. Uh, if you follow us on Patreon, subscribe to us, patreon.com slash the PCC podcast. $1 a month gets you basically all the episodes that we have, but we also throw in those little bonus show notes. And basically, that's just you being nice to us and uh, we appreciating you helping us out. Um, but for $5 a month, my God, you get a bonus episode a month. And that's what this Uncut Gems episode is. So if you like myself and Ariane, uh, if you miss Ariane, then um, yeah, this is a good chance to hear her talk about basically her favorite film probably of all time now, right now. So <laughs> I'll really listen fun. to this episode. Do I, have to give, do I have to give you $5 to, to listen to this episode? Yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> On the show. <laughs> Hey, man, you know, pay the man. (laughs) Also, uh, as we mentioned last week, we were um, kind of a bit bitter about the Oscars, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, I think the the world is. So we're we're owing it to uh, the world to give everyone the real the real award season show that people want to hear about. And that's going to be the Pod Charlies uh, where we're doing our own Oscar special. Um, I haven't decided yet, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be our February bonus episode. So if you want to hear that, you can get on that. Maybe we'll give a few of the awards out on the main timeline just to make people feel special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uncut gem. But um, so we want to get into a little bit of user feedback from last week. User feedback. Yeah, before I get to that, just keep spreading the word of the Kevin Smith episode. I think that's one of the coolest things that we've gotten to do for this podcast. Um, it was super cool to have Kevin Smith on, um, and we basically just want that to get out there. So just keep on plugging away, uh, share it, retweet it, um, just tell your friends about it. If you love Kevin Smith, if you think they love Kevin Smith, it's a pretty fun episode uh, altogether, and um, the interview with him is really, really fun. Uh, we cover some stuff that is not only just kind of fun for me, but I think great for the cinema where he's just like tells his story about the cubicle. He, uh, yeah. he just says so many nice things about us and it's lovely. So yeah, let us know what you think of it. But I did get a tweet from our pal Malcolm who shared a photo of the quick stop. Um, he actually got a photo of it from his visit to the States. He, he said he had to make a sidetrack quest to go there. And um, he says he got some gum. <laughs> I was just hoping that it was Chulies. <laughs> uh, showing this week from Friday the 24th of January. Like I said, we've got Uncut Gems on. That's, that's still kicking. It's on 35 millimeter. Yeah, only place in the anywhere. UK um, that's shown it on 35. And one of only two, I think, right now that's shown it on 35 in the entire world. So It's always yeah. really busy, too. Yeah, so. definitely. So get your tickets. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I've already seen that a couple of the screenings next week are upstairs, so that means get your tickets because there's it's less... It's coming to be in a cinema. Yeah, like definitely. One of those films that asks you to like not leave, not pause, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the, I, I, I showed it yesterday, and it's great. I can't really tell the story. Um, I'll do it without spoiling it, but then the point... Um, you, well, you just watch as the movie goes on, everybody slowly leans forward yeah, and their yeah. hands go over their face and mm-hmm. the film goes on. And then the point, the 
ending, the, the woman about to leave. She was like out the door. And I like turned to her, I was like, wait, like literally wait one second, get the film's not over. <laughs> and she wait. And then the ending happened. And she's like, oh my God. And she just ran out. <laughs> but there was like three other people in the screen and went, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's magical. Really good. I, I think it's yeah. like, it's definitely one of those films that's like, works so well with the audience like it's an audience film small for or sure. big as well yeah it's so good like I, I think i was saying that last week and i just recently watched it again um i think it was the day before we recorded it and i was just like oh like just the way the audience reacted to bits in the film it's so good and, and you it's don't get always that like that like because yeah. we usher it quite a lot mm-hmm. and there's always the same kind of atmosphere yeah it, like there is also tense no one is like talking and you don't have to tell people off from using their phones or from yeah. talking everyone is so into it so i mean I, hopefully i'm not jinxing it yeah it's just the yeah. sound but, of butt cheek clenching yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody wants yeah. from <laughs> the prince Charles cinema um another film that we had last week uh is weathering with you that's sticking around for another week uh from Makoto Shinkai, the guy who did Your Name. Um, so that's been pretty popular here as well. So again, if you want to come see that, make sure you get your tickets early because a lot of those have been close to selling out as well. Yeah, and um, that's been Joining this week's program um, it, for the whole week is Alejandro Jodorowsky's The Holy Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the second of the three uh, Jodorowsky films that we've been showing that have a new restoration from Arrow. Uh, so yeah, again, like I said a couple of weeks ago when I was riding dirty in Solo, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, like The Holy Mountain is one of those films that's just like an early midnight classic, you know, one of the films that kind of started the whole midnight, midnight film. Movie. So yeah. if you like fil- films, I don't know, like The Room, whatever. I mean, it's way better than The Room, I'm sure. But um, yeah, come out and see it. <laughs> I'm excited for that because I've never, never seen it, but I've I've heard a lot about it. And I've ever since I started, I, I've written it yeah. on the board because yeah. I oh, really want one. Yeah, I'm the one. And now it's finally here. And I watched El Topo and I loved it. Yeah. I mean, it did freak me out a bit. but Me too. Yeah. And That's I heard that this is even better. From, um, I've I enjoyed watching it, it but yeah. fuck it with weird. Yeah, oh, I've not yeah. seen it, seen uh, The Holy Mountain yet, but um, from the images I've seen, it looks a hell of a lot weirder than uh, yeah. El Topo, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the reasons why we're doing the uh, Os- our own little Oscars award special is because of the next film that's coming this week. Which, Joker. Yeah, it's Joker Yay! on 70 Millimeter. We're, we're screening it a couple times this week. I, I, you know, we, we joke a lot, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, come, and, come and see it if you want to see it. It's on 70 Millimeter. That's pretty cool in itself. Just it's worth it. watching. Yeah, it's worth watching. Yeah. Um, yes. it's not just about me maybe not but, 20 um, nominations good but yeah, it's yeah. fucking it's good. worth it's well, worth a watch Joaquin maybe Phoenix. not, a, yeah, <laughs> maybe not stealing all the awards but, <laughs> you know. um, anyway yeah that's screening on Saturday and Tuesday um, Friday night just quickly going through the week some good uh, standouts Christopher Nolan's Memento yeah. uh, Saturday we got Kiki's Delivery Service which is screening from a dub screening um, those have like six pound kids tickets attached to them if you want to bring your kid out uh sunday really cool the peculiar uh paranoia trilogy and that's uh clute the parallax view and all the president's men so really cool just thriller mystery sort of uh i don't know new wavy films you know it's like a part of the american new wave season we're doing all really awesome particularly all the president's men i fucking love that that's the only one i've seen yeah so good um it's about the whole uh uh, Watergate and uh, <laughs> Watergate. Deep Throat. <laughs> yeah. 
Sunday's also got Marais coming back, another cool anime film. Uh, and then we also have an encore screening of Bong Joon-ho's uh, The Host. Yeah, uh, that because that really sold really out well. last oh, wow. time. Yeah. Uh, Monday, Event Horizon. Really cool, crazy sci-fi horror, like, you know, almost like sort of B-movie mm-hmm. sort of thing with Sam Neill, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> yeah, the other one. And then also on Monday, we got Possum um, with uh, Matthew Holness from Garth Moringa's Dark Place. Yeah, yes. We, we showed it yeah. at like Fight Fest. Yeah, we yeah. did. I'm, I'm event managing this event. Nice. And I'm, I am I really nervous. Is he coming back? Uh, well, he, is he doing the... E- yeah, doing the Matthew Holness will be here. Yeah, 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 yeah the director. Yeah, he came for Fight Fest. I managed oh, that. Cool, He's very cool. nice. Don't worry. Okay, <laughs> I'm so nervous because I, I was actually, um, I saw this and I posted it on Instagram. And I was like, come watch it with me this day. <laughs> and then like next day, I found out, oh, I'm actually doing this event, so I can't just sit down and relax. Yeah. I can have to stand all sweaty and nervous on the side. <laughs> be like, oh, okay. But then you can sit and watch it. I did that when. Yeah. I mean, ready when we did Ready to Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Like I did the intro and then I just sat down and watched it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. gonna be chill. But I can recommend Possum. It's it's really yeah. creepy and good and and really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so come watch it. There's still plenty of tickets. Left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tuesday we got Celine Skiyama's uh, Tomboy. Wednesday I finally saw uh, Marriage Story. What did you uh, think? The other day, fucking loved it. Yeah, good, and good. Uh, Wednesday, we've got kind of like Noah Bumbach's original marriage story, the original divorce film, uh, but more so from the kids' point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's Squid and the Whale. Yeah, fucking loved the Squid and the Whale when I saw it originally. Um, and then I was doing a tweet about it because we're showing because we're showing it. And uh, I was d- doing that earlier this morning, and I just start laughing so hard about some of the bits in it. Like it's really funny, really depressing. <laughs> Super <laughs> Noah Bumbach. Kind of yeah, yeah, it sounds great. It's like uh, Noah Baumbach and Wes Anderson are pretty good friends, and they used to work together a lot in mm-hmm. certain Wes Anderson films. Um, and I kind of feel like there's a little crossover. Yeah, there. he's like got that same sort of style as Wes Anderson, but just like the emo version, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> like the emo Wes Anderson. Yeah. And Thursday, I can't tell you what's on because it's a mystery, but we do have a mystery movie, mm-hmm. and it's screening from 35 millimeter. But uh, yeah, those are always awesome. You never know what you're going to get, mm-hmm. except I know what you're going to get. Oh. Um, actually, I've completely forgotten what it is right Damn now. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I just remembered. But anyway, oh. yeah, it's always, it it's always good, good, good stuff. So, um, oh, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good. Oh, that's one. a good movie. <laughs> Everybody should buy tickets to that particular movie. Yeah. The tickets are cheaper than normal t- uh, shows as well, which is always really good. Uh, I can't remember what it is now, but it, you know, it's a good deal. It's a really good deal, and it's on 35 millimeter. Yeah, I always respect the people that come to the mystery movie because that's a lot of faith to put in a cinema. Like yeah. I know Odeon does a version of it, but they do a big blockbuster that will like a big movie that you're gonna go see in a, yeah. just a few months. They do preview screens yeah, essentially. Yeah. But what we do is like a sort of. It could be like an old cult classic or a film you've never heard of. That's great. It could be like, anything. Like mm-hmm. we did King of New York one. Yeah. Um, but the mystery movie marathon, that's a bit too much. <laughs> like, again, mad respect for anyone yeah. who actually showed up. Because it's just that risk every movie and yeah. you're staying up all night. The last one was really good, though. Yeah, Man, it was. It had really some pretty good, good stuff lineup. in it. It had like, like a the last pap- dragon. Yeah, Paper Moon was in there. Yeah, yeah. Really no, wild. Great. Like a couple of them we've done had like uh, themes to them, but like the last time, last two times we've done it, there's been like no link or whatever. So it's been kind of an interesting just grab bag. Uh, but yeah, I love it. Um, speaking of marathons, 
Uh, we got two uh, big marathons on this week. Uh, one is yeah. aforementioned uh, Wes Anderson Marathon. Woo! Yeah, so that's got uh, Rushmore, the Royal Tenenbaums, the Life Aquatic, Moonrise Kingdom, and the Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, yes. no Darjeeling. Um, but. Yeah, it was just, uh, I think they're trying to like, just because of timing and stuff, because like, it's been a lot of issues with our marathons that are like cutting into the next day, and then it, you have things that are planned already, and then sure, yeah, sure. the day yeah. gets away from you, and like there's not enough time for our staff to clean and stuff, so we're trying to make them so that they end a little bit earlier. It's a good lineup. But um, yeah, solid sure. lineup. Hope we can do um, them all at some point, like yeah, hour. do like the Harry Potter like Dana. Yeah, well, I mean we've marathon. done it so many times as well. The like um, not many missing from that. Yeah, it's like yeah. two it's or like three. Like Bottle Rocket and mm. uh, Darjeeling, Darjeeling, and uh, Isle of and Mr. Fox and Isle of Dogs. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I mean it's always a good time. Uh, the audience is always super lovely for the West Anderson Marathon, yeah. which yeah. I always appreciate. Um, a lot because... of fake hipster glasses, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will no say. lenses. No lenses. No lenses. Uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll, I feel like one day we'll do a Wes Anderson marathon. Um, I'm sorry, Wes Anderson uh, episode. We'll do yeah, a Wes Anderson please. episode because, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, I like Wes Anderson a lot. I mean, you would probably think he's my favorite directors, which he's not. But uh, if you saw my dvd collection because yeah. all i've got all those like criterion releases and stuff Damn it, yeah <laughs> so yeah they well they've been releasing all of his stuff recently on criterion and sometimes we get it mm. oh yeah, you know awesome. so it's like yeah a little handout yeah yeah Let's keep your mouth shut <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway uh the other marathon that's our main event of this week's episode so let's just move into it fuck it it's uh <laughs> it's the marvel cinematic universe fuck. yeah <laughs> the marvel cinematic universe marathon so last week we had kevin smith we were nerding out this week we're nerding out even more with something that he likes a lot and that's uh marvel movies um yeah so let's get into it guys <laughs> well it's, yeah. it's appropriate we're both working this marathon yeah yeah i will, I will say i will probably watch more Wes Anderson films than I will watch Marvel. Although I do want to see Hulk. I've never seen that. So sure. uh, That's okay. like the only one. Okay. Sure. So you can you can hear where um, my 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 <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. It's yeah. not that I I don't like them. I just don't really care. Yeah. I do Did you watch like the them. recent one? Some of yeah, the recent ones. I did cry while watching Endgame yeah. because I do cry a lot and I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> Even though I might not be that care that much about the characters. Yeah. If it, it yeah. They're very well made. They are. <laughs> yeah. But they always have the same plot. And I'm exactly. just mm, spice it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was my problem for ages when Civil War came out. I was like, this one that was fun, but like you've been making the same movie for like yeah. ten years. Please change it. Yeah. Even though oh, I didn't, arguably Civil didn't War is one of the best ones. No, <laughs> definitely not. I like it. No, oh. Civil War is a lot of fun. I think my favorite is probably uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. I think that was that's fucking a good one. Rad. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was. Um, but anyway, we'll get into a little bit of that. Like probably, I don't know. I, okay, so we're talking about Phase One. Let's keep it OG. Yeah, we're Let's, talking about the 2008. Original. 
2008 to 2012. Uh, so we're doing all three of the phases of the current phases, which is also known as the Infinity Saga. That third one um, long. Yeah, it's I very long. It's sort of, you know, a bit bottom heavy. <laughs> yeah. So basically how we're doing it is we're going to be showing the first three phases of the cinematic universe. Saturday's kicking off Saturday, the 25th of January at 845. So this Saturday, we're, show- we're starting with phase one, and that's six films. Mm-hmm. Um and then phase two is on Saturday, the 28th of March. And then phase three is, which is a hell of a lot of films, yeah. <laughs> is Sunday, the 24th of May. And that's a bank holiday weekend, hence why it's on a Sunday. Okay. But it's really long. Um, a lot of stuff going on. So I think we're just going to break it down into the phases. So mm-hmm. that means maybe one day we'll do a phase two episode. And maybe yeah, yeah. sometime after that, phase we'll do three. phase three. It gives us extra episodes as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. guests that are really into it. Yeah. We yeah. There are a couple that we might. Maybe we should try and get Faye on this. Because I know she likes the Marvel film. Really? Is that something yeah. we can get Faye on for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's try but she yeah. liked Captain Marvel. I don't really trust her. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true. That, uh, right, you know what we think for, about. You know what I mean? Let's like, save that for the phase three episode. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're Like you said, OG, we have Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, and Avengers Assemble. In the UK, it's called that. In the US, it was called The Avengers. Yeah, because what? People would confuse it with the old 60s show, The Avengers? Yeah, exactly. That's the reason That's why. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but before we get into that, I kind of feel like we Bang should it. get into a little bit of uh, the history of Marvel and even some of its early films and stuff. I've done a little bit of research, put it on my nerd glasses. Um, <laughs> well done, John. <laughs> yeah. Marvel was created by pulp magazine publisher Martin Goodman in 1939 as timely publications. Where Marvel Comics number one was released in October 39, uh, featured the android human Torch, not to be confused with Fantastic Four's Johnny Storm. That's uh, where he comes from. Uh, Namor the Submariner, a full two years before Aquaman, Aquaman debuted for DC, and he's basically the same guy. And he looks nothing like you. <laughs> he does not yeah. look like me, that's the main thing. He's got like a crew cut, yeah. and very felt. <laughs> and also a character named the Angel, and then a few others, but those were the main three. Uh, by 1941, Timely had a full staff uh, and its first real editor, of uh, Joe Simon, and artist Jack Kirby, famous old Jack Kirby boy, and they recreate the first patriotic-themed superhero, dun, 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 dun. Captain America, the first Avenger. Although he's not really the first Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> but if we want to back up just a little bit, in 1939, Martin Goodman, who owned the company, he hired his wife's cousin, a, a man named Stanley Lieber, to work as an office assistant. Caroline, do you know who, that's, who Stanley Lieber would be? No. Stanley. <laughs> oh! <laughs> that's uh, a real uh, name. It's just, you, you saying so much, I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I got it, sorry. Yeah, so uh, Lieber would write under the name Stanley, and after Joe Simon left his post, Lee, at the age of 19, was made the interim editor, a position that he held for a lot of decades. <laughs> He never uh, left. Basically. He's never left. Um, and then in the 1950s, post World War II, superhero comics began to fall out of fashion. Um, Marvel was pretty interesting though because they would actually do things with characters like fighting Nazis and be very political. Mm-hmm. Whereas like things like DC and stuff, Superman didn't really. They were superficial. Really, You'd have yeah. them on the covers, but the actual stories would never touch on yeah. the war. Which kind of makes it interesting, I think. Um, and that kind of like gets into what what goes on with like the modern marvel phase one particularly kicking off with iron man i mean just 
putting it in, uh, taking it out of Vietnam and his origins and then putting it into the Gulf Afghanistan war. war. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, in the sixties though, uh, they, well, in the fifties, they started using a lot of shell companies and stuff for Marvel. It was really weird. And they branded themselves as Atlas comics for a while. Uh, and then in the sixties, they started to hit it big with a bunch of superhero revivals because I think a lot of, they, I don't know, a lot of comic book companies in the fifties post that golden age of comics were doing a lot of stupid stuff. Like, I don't know, just any old, goddamn story like romance action uh yeah, cowboy uh, cowboys books. yeah all sorts horror of different novels. things hard novels sci-fi so they're doing all sorts of stuff and apparently kids were getting rowdy um <laughs> so they needed to make the kids better by giving them superheroes to look up to <laughs> so a lot of superheroes would come out of that so stan lee and jack kirby they would team up and they got the first superhero team uh the fantastic four uh, and then they would also create things like ant-man spider-man ant-man's one of the original that's the first Avenger, really. Uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> to go back far enough. Yeah. <laughs> Thor, the Hulk, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, the X-Men, Black Widow, Daredevil, Hawkeye, Black Panther, S.H.I.E.L.D., Silver Surfer, Adam Warlock, Captain Marvel, and Marvel, Carol Danvers, all of them. They all came from the 60s, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and the original that Avengers. That run is so, like, untouchable. Yeah. And like, for a few years in the 60s, he created, like, some of the most iconic characters ever. Yeah, I mean, that's basically why, like, through the 60s and the 90s, they had all of those ups and downs, but, like, those main core characters that make up this whole entire thing, the whole MCU, is, like, all just from that period. Yeah, they haven't changed. Yeah, I mean, some of the big stories might have come from a little bit later and stuff, and then they've been adapted into this, but, I mean, you know, it's the core characters are from the 60s, <laughs> which is nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, around the... Uh, like late 80s and the 90s marvel started to like get into other forms of entertainment with uh radio shows and stuff and popular cartoons we had the x-men and spider-man series i think there was a great hulk show as well fantastic four um and then they started releasing a few hilarious big screen films like howard the duck no one laughs at a master of quack foo which was produced by george, george lucas, lucas. <laughs> I hope we do an episode on Howard the Duck one day. Oh, we should screen it. Uh, I'll write it on the wall. Someone we screened a couple times in the last few years, uh, The Punisher, 1989 with Dolph Lundgren. Mm -hmm. Oh. You know, Thundergun. Thundergun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and Captain America from 1990. That's the one where he wears like a motorcycle helmet. Yeah. Mm. It's really weird. I, remember, I have vague memories of that when I was a kid, and it was so strange. And then there's the famous Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four from 1994, uh, which was never officially released, but apparently bootleg copies exist of it, so people have seen it, and it's really bad. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. But later in the 90s, with comic book sales declining, Marvel had to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, um, which eventually caused it to license a lot of its characters out to uh, film studios. And uh, led to a lot of confusion with properties and rights. Like, for instance, Spider-Man with Sony. Sony. Yeah. Iron Man, the X-Men, Daredevil, D Deadpool, and the Fantastic Four went to 20th Century Fox. And Hulk Universal? went to Universal. Yeah. Uh, but around that time, they also started to set up Marvel Studios for its film properties that were being made by the other studios. And uh, some of those films that were released in that time, obviously, were Blade, Daredevil, the Fantastic Four, that Punisher film from the mid noughties, <laughs> yeah, Angley's Hulk, and of course the popular series of X-Men and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Spider yeah. um, but after they started to see how popular those films were, that's when they were like, 
fuck, let's actually make this Marvel Studios a thing. We could do this on our own. Yeah. And they put an important man into into power. His name was Kevin Feige, who uh, good old Kevin Smith gave a shout out to in our little interview. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he was a president of production, which brings us to Iron Man 2008. Fucking finally. <laughs> <laughs> So Iron Man 2008, one billionaire industrialist Tony Stark is captured and nearly killed in Afghanistan. His only means of survival is the creation of the highly powered arc reactor that sits in his chest and powers a high-tech armored suit, which he uses to escape. Once he manages to escape, he decides to use the suit to fight against evil forces to save the world. Pretty classic. Mm-hmm. Pretty classic. Uh, Caroline. Moving on. You need uh, something that's high in iron... And that's dark chocolate, apparently. It's pretty, oh, got a lot of iron in it. Give you a boost, like Tony Stark. <laughs> Snack time. Snack time. It's snack time. It's snack time. Oh, this is very nice texture. wrapping. Okay, should I crack it open? <laughs> yeah, if you want to. Is this officially snack time? Yeah, this is snack time. I feel like Caroline was dropping. She was not about no, this just, life. Well, it was like I, a history was, lesson, you know? <laughs> I wasn't actually dropping. I was trying to, like, pay attention, but it's hard when you. I mean, I don't. It's hard when I you haven't eaten know. any dark chocolate. That is also <laughs> hard, yeah. I'm surprised you don't like these films because you like comics. Like yeah. graphic novels and stuff. I feel like there would be a slight crossover where you would appreciate the art and stuff. That's that's the thing. I do I do appreciate the art, but I because I I look through like sometimes when you find some of the old comic books, you're like, well, these are sick. But it, it, yeah, that that's about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I look at them. I'm like, yeah, I can read s- some of them, and then but I see them on the film i'm like i'm never really that engaged in it i don't know what it is like some of them they catch you like i think avengers they're, they're sick because there's so many people there and there's yeah. so much happening even though it's always the same plot but it's <laughs> so much happening where it's like i never that's i'm actually as you were talking about this i was actually thinking have i ever seen all the iron man films i i thought it was only hulk i haven't seen but i actually don't remember there's like three iron man yeah yeah, we'll I'm, get to we'll get to yeah we'll get Iron to Man. it. I mean, but to be honest, I mean, mm, first yeah. one's good. It is good, but um, don't be hating, John. Second one's off, and the third one. Oh, I'm too tired. I'm too tired to fight. <laughs> it's like oh. too tired, I'm to, too fight. tired yeah. to fight. I'm gonna have Iron Man. Uh, basically, it was the first Marvel produced film, but it was. Distributed by Paramount, which most of the films in the first phase were. Um, and it kicks off phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It was directed by John Favreau, who's an actor who made his, a name for himself uh, in a bunch of films with like Vince Vaughn. He's very good friends with Vince Vaughn. But then he started to make a name for himself as a director. Before Elf. this, he did Elf. No way. Yeah. Wow. And he did that film Big Zathura, fan. which is a bit of a weird like Which is the Jumanji sequel. Yeah. Yes, it is. Weirdly I, enough. It's strange. Uh, Cowboy Nalian. That's a good movie he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was post this, though. Right? Oh. Yeah. Then I'll fucking shut up. <laughs> uh, but did you know he celebrated getting the job by going on a diet and he lost 70 pounds? About and then put himself kilos. in the movie? Yeah, he did. Happy, Happy Hogan. Hogan. <laughs> um, Very smart. Could he been able to stay in the movie without having to make him anymore? Yeah, definitely. 
set himself up for exactly, life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, early directors that were also approached for this were Nick Cassavetes, who is John Cassavetes' son, uh, Joss Whedon, apparently, and uh, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? Yeah. Apparently, they wouldn't let him have his way with like Iron Man just being an iron foot. No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, same thing happening with his Star Trek movie, right? Yeah. Who That's, knows if that will actually That will happen. never fucking happen. Yeah. I thought Tarantino was going to uh, to retire, and then he just keeps he keeps on going. He had one more movie. Anyway, Favreau wanted Robert Downey Jr. to be in the role. There was a lot of people who were being, you know, thrown about who could possibly do it, like Clive Owen. No. Um, <laughs> Sam Rockwell. All right. Oh, here's the nine men too. Yeah. So he ended up making it, but um, the studio didn't really like the idea of Robert Downey Jr. But Favreau thought he was right for the role because he felt like the past, his his past, like Robert Downey Jr.'s past, was right. And uh, he said the best and worst moments of Robert's life had been out in the public eye, and he had to find an inner balance to overcome obstacles that went far beyond his career. That's Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. Robert brings a depth that goes beyond a comic book character having trouble in high school or can't get the girl. Favreau also felt that Downey could make Stark a likable asshole. Uh, (laughs) But he also also depicts an authentic emotional journey once he won over the audience. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I can't really imagine Iron Man not being Robert Robert Downey Jr. I can't say enough about... That's like the best decision they ever made. Yeah. I think it's the... It's perfect casting, and they built the whole thing on his back. Mm-hmm. Like if I if if that movie doesn't work, none of it. Yeah, definitely work. So yeah, he, I mean they owe him a lot. It's really weird. I was thinking about this when I was doing a lot of the research for this. It's crazy to think how much they did have planned, but also how little they probably actually had planned. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they they were thinking big picture, but at the same time they were probably like, dude, this might not even work. You mm-hmm. know? So. I when I was think back to like when I saw Iron Man in cinemas and just uh, probably didn't watch the end credit scene, which sets up the whole Avengers Initiative thing, because there's the end credit scene that has Nick Fury in it. Sorry for spoilers, but Nick Fury, Sam Jackson's in that first film. Yeah, straight away. And it's insane. But at the same time, you know, when I left the cinema, I just thought, oh, that's an Iron Man film. It's like, you know, it's the same thing as like. Oh, I saw a Spider-Man film. Who cares? Like, you know, it's like it's a fun film, but they might do some sequels. Cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's to think about how big that shit is now. Like Old how snowball. that just was the the catalyst for twenty odd films that are still going. Yeah, um, is in the biggest box office like draw. Like it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Uh, and just, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll get into a little bit of like. <laughs> the goods and the bads of of uh, the Marvel films as mm. we go along. Um, the first first one I feel like is fun. Iron Man um, is great, but it sets the tone. Yeah, that they never break out. Yeah, and that's yeah. The, the only really like thing I can I have against it. Yeah, but I think it did, it does a good job. And I I, Iron Man was like a B list character. Mm-hmm. So it's very impressive to watch them turn him into the big yeah. Well, superhero when I was reading a lot of stuff, the, the things they were trying to do to figure out how they could get out of like people thinking, "Oh, Iron Man's just like a robot." <laughs> like they had to like create these little short video things that they were giving out to test audiences and stuff, and like teaching them how teaching to. them Iron Man's like a man in a suit, <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man. 
Uh, the script Dora. wasn't finished when they uh, when the filming began, actually, and a lot of the lines were being ad libbed. Uh, particularly the famous line "I am Iron Man" at the end of the film when he reveals it to the public that Tony Stark is Iron Man. And isn't that and amazing? That comes back. Yeah. No spoilers. Also, I mean the big the big thing is that like you know um, with them being you know that way is that they they broke out of the norm. I think originally they weren't going to. I don't know. That wasn't the plan. Obviously, it was ad libbed. Um, but they kept it in, and Kevin Feige was like, yeah, cool, let's keep No that more in. secret identities. No more secret identities, which most superhero films do have, yeah. which makes it just so much different. Um, but yeah, the I mean, you know, it's a, it's a fun film, and that led quickly into them cr- creating The Incredible Hulk in 2008. Scientist Bruce Banner scours the planet, this is the one for you, Caroline, um, mm-hmm. for an antidote to the unbridled bridled force of rage within him, the Hulk. But when the military masterminds who dream of exploiting his powers force him back to civilization, he finds himself coming face to face with a new deadly foe. It's directed by Louis Letteret, and it stars Edward Norton. <laughs> uh, funny enough, Letteret wanted Mark Ruffalo in the film, uh. <laughs> but he was denied. Um, which is really funny because, of course, Mark Ruffalo would come back to be the Hulk later anyway. Uh, Apparently, Edward Norton did a lot of rewrites of the film while he was doing it and also directed some of his own scenes when Letteray was off doing like some second unit stuff. So, I was reading into a little bit of stuff. The whole Hulk thing is really funny. It sounds pretty problematic altogether. Not to mention that it's the only film that wasn't distributed by Paramount in this first phase as Universal had distribution rights to the Hulk films. Uh, Marvel can't put, like Marvel can put Hulk in a film, but they can't do a Hulk standalone film without it being distributed by Universal. It's just the stupid rights. Mm-hmm. It's so con- it's so weird. So this is the reason why you don't see many Hulk standalone films oh, and why they're all kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can if there I are ask, some. It, this might be a stupid question, but it, there is not, just a film with Mike Ruffalo is there? Like no, as not yet, alone. No. Okay. No, so yeah, saying. so it's Edward Norton originally and he passed yeah. the torch to Mark Ruffalo when the grudging the yeah, when the old Avengers thing yeah uh, happened in two thousand twelve. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, I mean it's weird. The the Hulk has had some funny films. I don't know, like it had a hugely popular T V show. The Luther Ignan w- show. Yeah. yeah. Um very famous uh, you know, memed out like with the, the theme song at the end, I mean, that gets kind of, that's dun, a bit of... Dun, 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 yeah, the dun, sad Hulk dun, music. Dun, dun, yeah. yeah. Walking down the street. So, I mean, it, yeah, family you know, that was it. huge. Um, Ferrigno's been in so many of the Marvel films throughout the years, like just appearing and stuff. And He's still, like, the voice of the Hulk, as far as I know, it's still a mix of Mark Ruffalo and Luther, mm. which is quite nice. Oh, that's back. cool, yeah. I didn't know that, but that's mm. that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's weird. It, like, the Ang Lee one was kind of a, I mean... It's a bit strange. It's a weird one. It's like interesting, like it's like an art house comic yeah. book movie, but fuck it. Yeah. Again, and then like this one comic just, book panel. This shit. one just doesn't feel like it it belongs. It's a bit like, of a black sheep. Yeah, I mean you might like it, Caroline. I I I like it. I think it's an okay film. When I watched it though, I was just like, this like the tone and everything is just way different. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Obviously it doesn't have like like Nick Fury's not in it, like. Mm-hmm. Um, but General Ross is in it. He yeah, showed up in the yeah. movie. So it's it's just a weird it's a weird one. I don't know. I just can't imagine Edward Norton. Like I'm. I like I quite I think he. Does I like Edward Norton. Like yeah. yeah, he 
Mark Ruffalo is better. Though. I think, yeah, definitely. I think Mark Ruffalo all around is more likable. Yeah. Um, which I think helps with Bruce Banner because he's like a character who, like, you have to like him, sort of. Yeah, you have yeah. to feel his pain that he goes through. Edward Norton's a great fucking actor, though, so mm-hmm. he sells it very well. It's a shame because Edward Norton gets the rap of, like, oh, he's a bit of a dick on set. Yeah. And, like, he does rewrites. But that's because he obviously cared about yeah, making, like, actually, a decent he movie. he was a huge fan as well. And, like, he, I know he brought the idea, like, the biggest mm-hmm. idea that they carry from that movie that the Hulk or Bruce Banner learns to control the Hulk in yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in Avengers, you see that Yeah, happen, they liked it. Like, yeah. I'm always yeah. angry. And that was Edward Norton's idea. That yeah. wasn't in the script. So that's yeah. something. He obviously was on sort of the right track. I yeah, don't think yeah. he would have signed on to 20 movies anyway, though. Yeah. I feel like it would have happened either way. It's interesting, too. Louis, Louis Lettery um, apparently wanted to do the Iron Man film originally as well. And then, like, it's like, kind of fun. They ended up giving him a film, but it ended up being Hulk, which mm-hmm. was, like kind of a bit of a like it is a bit of a black sheep of yeah the, the fight of the at the end in Harlem is fucking cool though. yeah there's some cool things I mean I love uh Tim Roth and he's great mm. in the film so yeah I mean it's it's a, sort of it's a grab bag of of weirdness I don't know Liv Tyler I want to see it Liv Tyler, Tyler as well yeah Liv oh, Tyler yeah she's great. uh the Betty. love interest so yeah it's oh. it's some good there's some good elements I maybe I, I need to see it more I've only seen it I think once or twice so mm-hmm. I need to see it again I think um but yeah it's a funny one um Around this time, Disney buys Marvel, and that's where things really get interesting because Disney literally, as the memes say, is a bit of a Thanos um, <laughs> collecting the Infinity Stones that are, you know, all they the snap companies. Off of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're literally collecting everything. Um, they start buying all this stuff, like all these characters back, like... The interesting thing, like I said earlier, Mar- uh, Iron Man was a part of Fox, but because the Marvel had like a weird sort of agreement that if they weren't being used, then they can get them back, and that's how they got back a lot of these characters. Yeah, yeah. So they got Iron Man back, but Disney just started to buy all those older, like even the original Iron Man film. They start buying like years after because they were still being distributed by. Paramount for the first couple of films in in the first phase, they start to buy the rights back so that they're under future releasing. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's pretty interesting the whole thing. Uh, but then that brings us to Iron Man two very quickly. That's quick. <laughs> uh, with the world now aware of his dual life as the armored superhero Iron Man, billionaire inventor T- uh, Tony Stark faces pressure from the government, the press, and the public to share his technology with the military. Unwilling to let go of his inven- his invention, Stark with Pepper Potts and James Rhodey Rhodes at his side, <laughs> what a name, uh, must forge new alliances and confront powerful enemies. Again, directed by John Favreau, um, Mickey Rourke's in it. Where is my book? <laughs> He's continuing his comeback tour from The Wrestler. Yay, the wrestling reference. Um, <laughs> and it, like we said earlier, Sam Rockwell actually was in it. Hammer. Like it's, like I said earlier, he was originally considered for Tony Stark. But um, the big takeaway from this film is it introduces Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. I mean, how has she not had a solo film yet until the one that's finally coming out? Oh, my God. Well, but Francis anyway. Pugh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> what else could we say about Iron Man 2? I like Iron Man 2. I just don't I like it. I think it's a messy fucking movie. I yeah. think it's... It's one of those like, uh, it completely like losing track halfway through because it's too busy setting up the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but no, there's some great stuff in there. I mean, I like Mark, not, not Mark. You just did it. Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Yeah. Mickey Rourke is Whiplash is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And some of my favorite Iron Man scenes. And it's the closest we ever came to. Um, so I'll nerd out a bit. One of the most iconic Iron Man stories, Demon in a Bottle, which is the 70s storyline where Tony Stark is an alcoholic, like Lost Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Stark is an alcoholic in the comic and in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it would like, it was a storyline that finally dealt with it and him trying to give up. And they talked about addiction and stuff. Yeah. And Iron Man 2 is the only time they ever almost touched on it. I kind of appreciate that bit where he just goes on a drunken rage halfway through yeah, the movie yeah. because he is dying. Yeah. And this thing that it saved his life is also killing him. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, I guess we should we could touch on that because that's where he starts to realize that that arc reactor is poisoning him. Yeah. And yeah. he has to create... A metaphor, man. Yeah, he has to create something that's better that saves him, which is basically what leads into like him creating... That fucking what is it? Oh god, I can't remember what it's called. But he just like has so much. Thing, yeah, that know? triangle thing where he has it's so another much power. Fucking it's another MacGuffin. reactor. Yeah, it's another fucking. <laughs> th- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. They use it a lot later. Yeah, they do for energy source, uh, which powers all their flying mobiles and bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of bullshit, flying around. <laughs> One of my favorites from, I don't care, fuck it. It's one of my favorites from, you know, and I think a lot of people hate it, is Thor from 2011. I like yeah, it a lot. Man. Um, I'm down for now Thor. Thor 2, horrible, horrible. Thor The Dark World is so bad. But Thor is fun. It sets up some weird God stuff. And then Thor Ragnarok, easily one of the best in the series. If you've not seen it, oh, yeah. have you seen no, it? No, no, I like it's, this oh, one. so good. Um, because it's fucking weird 80s, like neon glam. Taika Waititi. Yeah, so fun. Um, and I'm, I'm a Taika stan for sure. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess his father Odin's will, the mighty Thor, a powerful but arrogant warrior god, recklessly reignites an ancient war. Thor is cast down to earth and forced to live among humans as punishment. Once there, Thor learns what it takes to be a true hero and the most dangerous villain in the world sends the darkest forces of Asgard to invade earth. Um, Directed by Kenneth Branagh, who... Uh, it's actually a pretty it's, good choice. Yeah, pretty crazy. He because can do period for, films and stuff. Yeah, known for like period Hamlet. and Shakespearean yeah. drama. And yeah. that's how, exactly how he plays it. Yeah, definitely. In the movie. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about that in a second, but I, that keep that point because they all sort of play a role. All these films have, like, yeah, anyway. Um, starring uh, the first of the three Marvel Chris's, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he had to battle out his own brother, Liam, for the role, uh, which is pretty crazy. He's the better one. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yes, definitely. Definitely. He, uh, yeah. He's the best son. He's the best son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, is the introduction of the gods into the MCU. 
um, with Odin, Anthony Hopkins, and Loki, Tom Hiddleston, and uh, Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom was... Hiddleston, my God, people loved him. Yeah. Particularly in the first and Avengers Tumblr. film. Tumblr, because yeah. that's back when I used to be on Tumblr yeah. a lot. Wow, that would be like crazy fan pages, yeah. like some some hot ones. I really, <laughs> I think that really kicked off with uh, the first Avengers film more so than Thor. Like, because that's yeah. where like I feel like people really started to notice. Oh shit, this is all coming together. I think still at this point, people probably didn't really realize of like what it was all leading to. Mm-hmm. Um, but for instance, uh. It was leading to something because this film actually had a post-credit scene that introduced the Tesseract, which is the cosmic cube or the space stone, um, the first of the Infinity Stones. And that actually, that segment was directed by Josh Whedon because he wanted it to fit the tone of his film for the Avengers. And it also is notable for being the first appearance of Jeremy Renner, uh, Clinton Barton. The Hawkman, the Hawkeye. Yeah. Primo Hawk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I... kind of like Thor I think it's just really fun it's just different uh you know I don't know I kind of like cool weird god stuff yeah. like superheroes and mm. all that like that you know super powerful probably a little OP but you know you know I like it it's fun. I like I like Thor when I watched it also because it's about like northern mythology and stuff mm-hmm. I think that's that's yeah, cool yeah. and then mm-hmm. bring like superheroes kind of like yeah into it yeah I like I like that Actually, yeah. I do like Thor Next up, uh, another battle for one of my favorites. Uh, not particularly this film, but just like characters. Captain America, the first Avenger from 2011. Um, during World War II, Steve Rogers is a sickly man from Brooklyn who's transformed <laughs> into a that. super soldier. <laughs> he's just thin. He's just so small. Yeah, he's, he's a small man. He's a bit sickly, isn't he? Like Because he, he's not able to... like. Not only because he's so small, but I think he he's just probably couldn't pass all the, yeah, the yeah. health, the health <laughs> to get recruited into the yeah. army. Um, probably had like an iron deficiency. <laughs> That's <laughs> too real. He's, he's transformed into the super soldier of Captain America to aid the war effort. Rogers must stop the Red Skull, Adolf Hitler's ruthless head of weaponry, and the leader of the organization that it intends to use a mysterious device of untold powers for world domination. And that mysterious device is the Tesseract. The tesseract. Um, this it's is all coming set, together, people. Yeah, it's all coming, it's all together, coming together, together, Money. It's <laughs> set, set in the 40s during the World War II. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a very fun, just silly war film. You oh, know, I dig the first Very fun. It's a very old school throwback. It's directed yeah. by Joe Johnston, who yep, did yep. The Rocketeer. Yeah. Um, and it's that kind of Jurassic movie. Park 3. <laughs> Jurassic Park 3. It's got that Indiana Jones sort of vibe to it, and I, I quite like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The second of uh, the Marvel Chris's makes an appearance. Funny enough, Chris Evans was also Johnny Storm in the Fantastic yeah. Four film from back in 2005 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Chris Evans is always the best thing yeah. in a movie, but as a side character, and then he finally got to like step into Yeah. Movie. I. To be honest, though, like I, I don't know if I ever really cared much about Captain America until like the films, like I don't know. I've rewatched this one a couple of times since I originally saw it, and I remember the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, eh. and then I rewatched it, and I was like, oh, I like it a lot more. Mm. Um, I like the later films that are set in modern day a lot better, more. Yeah. Um, but that's when Captain America is most interesting yeah. when he's man out of time. Yeah, definitely, which is what this film leads to because mm. at the end he. Great transport it. Uh, <laughs> that I will say that got me when in the in. I'm not saying what it is, but people already know. Probably oh, they know what when it comes back around. Yeah, really lovely. Yeah, and he, uh, that I had to say like, 
I like that. Nice. <laughs> nice. That was fucking yeah. classy, Marvel. <laughs> I like you, Marvel. Yeah. Uh, this film also introduced Sebastian Stan, who's uh, Bucky, Bucky Barnes, Captain Bucky O'Hare, and uh, we'll talk about him in the next film, uh, next episode for sure. Uh, and then someone we probably won't talk about much, but who's notable and awesome in the film is Haley Atwell, Peggy who's Carter, Peggy oh. Carter. She's great. Uh, well, I wish they yeah, used her more. She does come back a little bit. She like, had the later. show. Yeah, but she, she had, had a show. TV show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She was in that, and then her own show, Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Um, she's and then, great. Like it says, first use of the Tesseract, you can start to see its powers, what it actually is, and then Red Skull. I mean, Red Skull is cool. He comes back later. He's a pretty important character yeah. later on. Who plays um, him again? Uh, in this one? It's yeah, it's uh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Agent oh. Smith. Agent Smith from The Matrix. Oh yeah, because I remember yeah. like. But in the I, later ones, I do like, remember it was someone. In game and stuff, it's not him. It's uh. like someone else. I don't know why. Uh. He briefly only. It's been a I don't long know. Time. He's it barely was. in it, really. Yeah. So. But yeah, fun film, and that perfectly like, sets you up into the next film, which. Well, is it the finally brings it to the brings day. them all together. That's a great ending. Ties running out into Times Square. Yeah, we're running. It's like I had it done. Speaking of running out of time, we're running. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Come on, the best yeah. one's coming up. Yeah, um, Avengers Assemble in the UK, as I said earlier. Uh, when an unexpected uh, enemy emerges and threatens global safety and security, Nick Fury, director of the international peacekeeping agency known as SHIELD, do you know the acronym, what it all stands for? I can't be bothered. Um, I could do it, but yeah. I'm not. I, I don't What's know. his face does it a lot? Uh, Coulson, Phil, Phil Coulson. Coulson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finds himself in need of a team to pull the world back from the brink of disaster. Spanning the globe, a daring recruitment effort begins. Avengers Assemble. Um, <laughs> uh, this is the first of the MCU films to be distributed by Walt Disney. Finally, Disney's just getting out there. And uh, it how is, brave of them! <laughs> it's directed by <laughs> Joss Whedon, as uh, I said earlier. He was doing this. Um, he's known for doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show and Angel, its spinoff, and then also the Firefly show, and then that film that we showed recently, uh, Serenity. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty heavy in that. That sort of community, he, you know, people love him. Or I don't they hate fuck him. Josh Whedon, but I like the Avengers. Yeah, what is it? What did Josh Whedon do? I don't like. I couldn't have been bothered at the time when it all went down. What did he do to make everyone hate him so much? I, because I've watched some of that. Uh, oh, okay, again, I'm negative. That horrible show, Big Bang Theory, yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. in it too. And that guy Shelton hates him too. And I'm always like. What did he? But yeah. I don't think he hates them for any like. They like, loved him when this film came or... out. They, yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. The internet was like all over Joss Whedon. And then, yeah. do you know Phil? Like why people hate him so much? I know why I do. Why do you hate him? Um, well, I just threw the joke out there of like, oh God. like <laughs> he oh. made his career out of being this like faux feminist, like self-described as such, and I never liked. Buffy or any of those shows I, I think they're very overrated and I don't go for this like you know emotionally damaged strong warrior women that he can like he obviously fetishizes in these movies and you can see that with Black Widow in this movie um the actual thing oh he just it just came out that he had like been cheating on his wife for like 20 years oh, okay. and he was such a fucking dick yeah about we it. hate he, him he was like justifying it he was like well i was like a nerd with power what am i supposed to do <laughs> and it's a like fuck off power? just like fuck off man 
All right, cool. That's no, a I good. No, that's a good take. I I want uh, listeners out there if you listen to this uh, and you know other reasons why people turned on Joss Whedon. Is that the main reason? Let it's us know. That's why I know, but yeah. he's still working and stuff. And like yeah. na- now, when he tried to get involved, like I know he had scripts for other big movies. Mm-hmm. And he tried to do Wonder Woman, and that leaked, and people were like, "This is awesome." Yeah, like it's a really thought like traditional approach to Wonder Woman. I think they um, they also were linking him in with things like on the DC side of things. Oh, and, and he uh, ruined Justice League. Yeah, there you go. That's another reason. Yeah, because yeah, he came in and finished Justice League, right? Yeah, and yeah. ruined it after Snyder left. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I forgot but, about that, but, but you know, they really, hated him before that. So okay. But I, I do really love the first Avengers. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> I think it's a great movie. I remember seeing it in impressive. cinema and it was just like, fuck yeah. Like it, it was so fun. Like it was, was a big deal. it was a cultural moment. You could feel the shift in, in the culture that this was becoming a thing that yeah. was important. Even Endgame like didn't yeah. feel that big. Like seeing, and this has way less characters, but I remember sitting there and just seeing all four or five of them yeah. on screen at the same time being like, oh, fuck. You know why if um, Endgame didn't feel that way is because Infinity War stole its thunder. You know what I mean? Like we've, they, we've done it. They, they, they blew it flowed. They, you know, it's like most things in Hollywood, they just do so much and they do like, you know, breaking things up so much, you know. Mm. It's like it was incredibly long and I appreciated both of those films a Me lot. Too. And we'll get to them later in the next couple episodes but um the next time we do this if we ever do it but anyway you know it's like i feel like it's fun but this yeah it was weird it was weird but even still 2012 when i saw this in cinema and it all came together i still didn't picture what it has become today i thought that was it yeah you feel like like how can you go any further and then it's just like i completely slept through phase two like i didn't see (laughs) any of those films until like two or three years ago you Again, know? and once I watched it, I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" Like, you know, we've wow. gotten bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, and yeah. Avengers is one of the few times to I've seen of like, oh, that's literally like a comic book come to life. Yeah. Like that that one amazing shot through the fight in New York where you it's, it's that long take yeah. where they follow each character and you're like, yeah. oh, this is the fucking splash page. Yeah. You figured out and then how they to all, do it. They all meet exactly. Yeah. So turned around. that's such a classic scene. Great, yeah, um, iconic. Yeah. So iconic that they came back to it. Yeah, yeah, and they keep coming back yeah, to it. I think every do. every yeah. film, every uh, like you know big big moment, they mm-hmm. come back. Um, all the heroes are assembled in this film, as we mentioned, uh, but except. Mark Ruffalo, like we said earlier, he takes over for Hulk. But he steals the show. In yeah, the first he's movie. so good. Yeah, I think he almost steals the show. It's this. It's. I think maybe they do it just because they can't give him as much as he is yeah, he can like in Ragnarok. a solo film. Yeah, it's he's kind of, so big in Ragnarok as well. Yeah, um, Ant Man and the Wasp were originally considered to be in this film as well, but uh, because they were some of the original Avengers, but they wrote them out because there was just too many characters, and they decided they wanted them to have a solo film first which sure. is great because i will get to that later but, but i fucking suck. love i love the first one nope. i think the first one's so fun <laughs> you can't tell me <laughs> uh, you can't fight me i haven't seen the the wasp or ant man the wasp. second one's not very good i, I fell asleep the first one is really fun paul rudd is good paul rudd is I'll give you yeah. that. paul rudd just like is the only thing that makes the second one really watchable because he's so fucking good yeah. like i love paul rudd mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the reason why I like it so much, you know. But his, like, what he adds to some of the later films as well, like, Definitely. oh, he's so I good. love him in that. Yeah, like with him meeting Captain America, like, oh, holy shit! Yeah, it's like meeting a celebrity. Yeah. 
a lot of the film revolves around them using the uh, Tesseract that comes into play a lot, trying to get the Tesseract from Loki. The Loki Pokey Stick of Doom. Also, Loki has the scepter that he uh, gets from a mysterious man um, that introduces the second Infinity Stone, which is the Mind Stone. Thanos. <laughs> yeah, so this film is the first film that actually uh, introduces the main baddie of the entire saga, which is Thanos, um, the Mad Titan. Uh, Joss Whedon actually suggested to Marvel that there should be a bigger villain plot and everything behind the scenes, which mm-hmm. is pretty, I mean, it's impressive as much as you could say about Joss Whedon. Like, he helped p- push that. Because, sure, like, sure. they, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know if they thought that far ahead. No. Like, how far were they going to go? Like, how was Loki just going to be the main baddie? Who no. knows? But, but that makes for, like, a lot of, like, lots of villains as well. Yeah. Because they're never really the bad guy. Loki being an exception. Yeah. He's very, very, like, entertaining is it a lot just because it's tom hiddleston is Maybe. like really charismatic and yeah he gives a lot, a lot. Yeah. yeah but yeah i mean it's pretty impressive that whole thing and uh yeah uh thanos ends up being like the big baddie who appears in the um mid-credit scenes of the film mm-hmm. uh yeah show up in guardians and later on i mean later on. yeah um yeah, so I mean that basically kind of wraps up all of the first films of the phase. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> phase one altogether made three point eight billion dollars, and uh, nothing. Now one, that's one yeah, Avengers movie. Yeah. But one point five billion of that was Avengers Assemble, uh, okay. which is pretty impressive. Um, out of six films, so yeah, Jesus. Uh, Phil, do you know all the Stan Lee cameos from the films? Can you name them? I could name them. Yeah. Go, Iron Man. What is he? Hugh Hefner. Yep. Incredible Hulk. Uh, he's there with Luther Rigg now, is he not? Is he like a... No, I think that's another film. Oh, no, it's... um. He drinks the milk. Yeah, he's the yeah. man who's poisoned by the... He's poisoned by the... The drink. Because yeah, Edward Norton accidentally... Spoilers, Caroline. Put his blood yeah. in that thing. All right. yeah. Iron Man 2. <laughs> Fuck, I just saw it as well. Oh, he's the postman? No. No, mailman? No. Uh, no idea. Again, it's similar to in the first film with Hugh Hefner. He's Larry, oh, he's uh, uh, Larry Larry King. King yeah, Larry King. so Tony Stark hey, Larry, just keeps going? mistaking him for other people. Yeah, uh, Thor. Thor. He's um, <laughs> I don't remember actually. He's Bus a, driver. He's a man who no. tries to move Thor's hammer yeah, using his truck. The truck. That's it. Yeah, Captain America. <laughs> Remember. He's the remember. elderly general. Do you remember like he's just that general? He's just got that big helmet on and sort of looks like Patton. Oh, kind like, of. Just old yeah. as fuck with his uh, glasses. I wouldn't have gone there. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, the Avengers. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, uh, what, give me a clue. Uh, what part of the movie? News. Dealing with news. Oh, oh superheroes in New York? Give me a break. He's <laughs> yeah. the guy at the end. He doesn't believe in... Yeah. Which Sorry, is Caroline, thing. I didn't ask you because you oh, would have known. I had no idea <laughs> any of these. I, I, know, I know he's in every single one of them. Yeah. And I think I remember Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, no, my favorite, I think, is Deadpool where he's a strip club DJ. Oh! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I he's forget about so that. so out of place. Yeah. Um, well, before we wrap up, who's your favorite Avenger? Out of the faith one or just in general? Uh, in general, fuck it. Well, I don't know. Um, Black Black Widow. Black Widow? Know. Sick. Girl power. Maybe. Yeah. I, probably. Power, sick. Um, 
I don't know. I've, Iron Man? Just from the movie? I get my Iron Man. But I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Spidey fan. Yeah. Quite a bit, but he doesn't show up till way later. Yeah, I mean, uh, overall, I've always been a big Spider-Man fan. Yeah, I used yeah. to wear Spider-Man watches all the time, even when I was like <laughs> 21, 22. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Spider-Man probably. But these films have made me come around on Thor and Captain America a lot. Like, Eventually. I fucking yeah. love their stories. Like, yeah. at least their stories. Yeah. Um, Thor took two films to get interested yeah. in. Yeah. Least favorite? Of all of them or phase one? Um, phase one. Phase one? Hawkeye? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Jeremy Renner quite a bit. Uh, that's funny. Shyness um, one. I don't know. Oh, that's really hard. <laughs> Caroline? Yeah. I'll, I'll probably say I'll Iron Man. Man. Iron Man? What the Oh, fuck? man, we got a team here ganging up on Iron Man. Yeah, I think he's... No, I don't asshole. think Iron Man's my least favorite. I just don't like him as much as everyone else likes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's overrated. Yeah. Why is he the most popular Avenger? It's, it's really annoying. You're the only one with a fucking character. Uh, yeah, I mean, when it's like been developed. It all started with him, yeah. and they all they just keep pushing that he's yeah. sort of like the leader, which is, I mean, kind of happened in the comics. You know, him and Captain America fighting over some stuff. You know, okay, but, man, fucking but, respect the dead. Okay, well, I enjoy. <laughs> but I will say, I have never seen Hulk. But I do find the Hulk character annoying. Really? So, yeah, I oh. do find Hulk a bit. Oh, come on. <laughs> I just find it's more like the side one that, like, Vision. I never cared about. Yeah. Scarlet Witch. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but she is interesting so though. She's, she's like, really powerful. And yeah. Stuff. But again, they've never. Also, they kind of they kind of Quick ruined Silver. them because of Quick the Silver. whole like. Hopefully, they retcon those characters because Quicksilver from the X Men series is like the best thing of those later films he's so yeah, fucking yeah. cool and then the scarlet witch doesn't exist in the old x well like in that series of mm. x-men films but they've basically had to change everything because quicksilver existed in the fuck yeah, yeah. They, they you know and they are also are magneto's children oh what? so yeah in, yeah in the actual oh. comics they are magneto's children but oh. because of the whole stupid licensing bullshit with uh, fox it. and all that they couldn't do it they had the character somehow they could have two quicksilvers yeah. we'll talk about this the next you can have a name yeah, it's so Silver, weird yeah it's so weird it's i don't so know weird. but that, um i guess that or like i already said captain marvel not great yeah Iron man oh yeah not captain not marvel yeah. oh i but wish though i wish could again on the surface a very yeah. cool yeah. idea for a character well if you could be a superhero what kind of superhero would you be what kind of oh. powers would you have i mean definitely not flying i find that weird this really? is the question oh, have you, did you see shazam the conversation they have in Shazam is like if you could pick a flight or invisibility everybody says flight because they want to be perceived as a hero but yeah. most people would say invisibility in secret even though it's more of like a villain battle yeah definitely yeah you know I mean? would like to be like just like just not here but here <laughs> I just don't want to be I, on this podcast anymore. I just I'll just vanish into thin air yeah the mic stay <laughs> in place yeah <laughs> still here no that or something like cool as like Talk to animals or something. You want to be Dr. Yeah. Doolittle? Yeah. He's kind of a superhero. Which you're basically just Tony Iron Stark, yeah. Iron Man. Oh, already. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 I want to be, I want to be uh, Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 No, not not. If I could be uh, any superhero, it would be Eddie Murphy in Doctor <laughs> Doolittle. <laughs> I just want to be a Dragon Ball Z guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Super OP. Yeah. Fucking great. It's fucking great. Um. Okay. 
I don't know. Vision's like as annoying as he is. He's got some cool powers, but I, you know, I just I'd go for Thor. Fuck it. Thor's just a cool one. That, Thor in the later. I'm not one, saying especially. that's. But if I had powers, I would like powers like that, where you're just like fucking yeah. super powerful, just destroy stuff. Yeah. Every Emperor time, of the gods. Yeah. Every time you jump off a building, fucking immigrant song <laughs> yeah. starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's us wrapping up. Uh, like I said, this is screening phase one screening on uh, Saturday the 25th we'll of January. Be there. Uh, whether we like it or not you can come see Caroline and Phil and uh, Phil will be enjoying it probably a little bit more than Caroline but hey maybe Caroline will find uh, a new love for Marvel films maybe I will starting from the beginning you know yeah started Um, from the bottom again I've been for tradition and if I'm the defender of the billion dollar franchise and yeah. i don't like all i don't i like i dislike most of these movies yeah well, that's a, you know I it's an it's a that. it's um you know marvel films are interesting aren't they i mean you know they're we were going to talk about a little bit what well, they're all kind of paint by numbers aren't they yeah you know like no they're they're films that they're they all have sort of a um, brand to them the kind of film that they are and then they just all sort of just kind of become you know, just the same film. That's you know? the thing. It's like Fade One, it does a good job of like each one plays a role into yeah. the bigger picture, but they act like each one was completely different. Like they yeah. all introduced a new tone yeah. and atmosphere and they don't. They all kind of play the same and then they all exist. So it doesn't yeah. feel that weird when they all exist I in the same world. I think it maybe only feels weird in retrospect because back in the day, like I said, like when you're watching those, you don't even know that this is coming. So it's yeah. kind of like, this is all different. And then when they all come together, it felt really special in, in Avengers. But then, like, now that it's been done over and over and over and over with all the films, they're really good escape films. They're very fun. And you can always guarantee that Same they're probably going to be... Really, yeah. Well, I mean, you can always guarantee they're going to be really a good time. Yeah, they're fun. But the thing is, they play it safe with Marvel and they paint by numbers. It's mm. like, it's always going to be like, you know, this movie, but with the spy thriller paint job over yeah, it. or this exactly. movie with the high school yeah know, exactly. film painted over top of it this one but it's very it's, safe yeah. you know but you know whatever they found a formula it works and they're making billions of and dollars, they're the only ones so. who have done it well yeah. like everyone else is still trying to do the universe thing yeah. and that's the only one that actually paid off well, anyway we need to it. wrap up because you guys got to start um so yeah yeah, yeah. Marvel, come see it. Um, catch us at the PCC podcast on Twitter or podcast of Prince Charles Cinema and um, on the email if you want to tell us your thoughts. You can hit Phil up at Far Away Sad. Caroline, she's uh-huh. gonna. Are you gonna be? Uh, what is it? Crazy Possum Lady? Yeah, gonna be your new handle. <laughs> I mean, that's got, it's not there. I'm I'm working on I mean, it. You should go it'll for match it. Your tattoo. Yeah, some you possum something. Yeah, and then uh, you can find me at Tall for All, T-A-L, the number four, A-L-L, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Well, that's us wrapping up. These guys got to start work. Come yeah. see a Marvel film, or don't. Or, don't. or watch don't Wes care. Anderson. Or watch Wes With Anderson. With me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye. Bye-bye.